When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach. I'm here with Laura. Uh, let's see. Uh, today is one of my favorite days. This episode comes out on February 1st. And for about 10 years now, one of my mottos has been that February is the new January. Um, there is, of course, a lot of energy that gets generated around the new year, and we can get spun up in our intentions and our goals and our resolutions. That's never been terribly helpful for me, but uh, usually by February, I'm ready, and I am ready. I'm going to be using the balance of this year to pursue creativity and some inspiration, and also just kind of remembering how to do things that I used to love that maybe I am not doing as much anymore. Already this year, I've started reading books made of paper. That's been a fun thing to kind of reestablish. Um, it's weird to feel nostalgic about books, but I've even been going to the library, which is fun. And it's been nice to curl up on the couch and just have a book in my hand and turn pages and ruminate on words and phrases and underline things. Um, not in my library books, but I think you should be underlining in your books and returning to them and kind of learning from them because um, words are very cool. Um, let's see. Speaking of words, are you playing Wordle? I'm playing Wordle. I lost today. Uh, today it was I broke my streak. I had the last five letters, but I missed the first one um, three or four times, and I, I ran out of options. So that was sad for me. I'll be starting a new Wordle streak on February first, so that's going to be fun. But for now, this conversation we are talking about criticism. We're talking about how to ask for what you want. We're talking about how it's okay to have wants and needs, and how to differentiate between demand and desire. All things that are important. I know in my office right now, I'm hoping to be able to use this episode. Uh, for my clients. I hope it's helpful to you because of this. It's a very cool conversation. Stick around. You seem like perky this morning. I don't know what's wrong with me, man. I've turned into a morning person. This is the mm. day I usually get to sleep in and I didn't. I woke up. I was like all ready to go. Yeah. You didn't argue at all when I suggested that we meet at 8 a.m., which normally you give me a lot of grief and you remind me that Thursdays are the only day that you have the opportunity to sleep in. Yeah. Yeah. Today I was like, I didn't, I usually take Mary to school. We leave the house at seven 30. And so I was like safe. I was like eight o'clock is safe, but she knows how to play her mom, man. She's, I got out of the shower at like seven, you know, 35 and they were just still just in the kitchen. And I was like, what's going on? She's like, Oh, she's not quite ready. And then it's eight o'clock. And I'm like, <laughs> the way I start to correct things in my house, is I've started to sing. I was like, I love it that you are still here, but I can't do my job. And I planned my job to start at eight, but because you weren't going to be here and your con, your, I was like, your choices have consequences for other people. And <laughs> Were you singing that to your daughter or to your wife? I was singing it to everybody. I was just singing yeah. it in the house. Have it be known that Zach cannot do his job 
even though he was up early this morning. Um, what was I going to tell you? Oh, I have to tell you, I, I practiced something and I think it actually went over pretty well. Um, releasing control. So it, we are getting ready okay. to go. It's this, it's this like complicated vacation situation that we have going on here that okay. we rented cabins. So in the summer, we rent cabins in a summery place next to a body of water. I, I mean, both of these are, they could be summery, but mm-hmm. one is Camp Sherman. One is Elk Lake. And the only way to get into Elk Lake is by snowmobile, by skiing, or you have to order up a, like a rent a cat to take you to to Elk Lake. And it's a wintry paradise and it's lovely. You think that you could get there like you can think that you could get there by elk. That would seem to make no, sense. No, there's no elk to be had. I actually yeah, actually I do know we do have elk in the area, I just haven't seen any for a while. Like with a sled, like elk pulling a sleigh to get you in there, that would be yeah. like baller. Yeah. Yeah, it would be pretty baller, right? Order me up some elk. So it's this like big coordination with all these different families um, that we have going. I think we coordinated this six months ago. And of course, like the day before, you know, the husbands are on board. Now they're like, okay, what's going on? How do you need me? What do I need to do? Like, well, you have the snowmobile, so help us get there. Anyway, in true Laura Heck fashion, I started... um, over-functioning and Mm -hmm. bossing my husband around and telling him what to do and was not taking his, his like suggestions very seriously. I was not yielding. And I just took a big deep breath and I told myself like, what's the worst case scenario that would happen if you just relinquish control of how to get to Elk Lake? Because too many cooks were in the kitchen. So I said to him very directly, I said, honey, I trust you. Even if I don't actually, I mean, none of me actually meant it, but those are the words that came out of my mouth. Cause yeah. So I said, I trust you. I can tell that I'm just getting in the way. I need to just release this. And and I want for you to just like coordinate it, whatever you decide, I will go with the flow. I promise you, I think that you will make a great decision. And these are the words that came out of my, my mouth, even though there was 0% of me that was actually ready to trust him. I think that's fine. It went I think over that's so actually, well. Yeah, no, I think it's fine. I think we ought to, I think I'm, I'm lately, I'm, I'm very much pro doing the right thing, even if you don't want to. Okay. Or pro doing the right thing, even by accident or pro people are like, why do I have to be the one who does this? And I'm like, why wouldn't you? Cause that's cool. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. Like clients. Why do I have to be the one who waits for you to do I go, because what else are we we literally are playing? Like, why do I have to be the one game? Why don't you just do the right thing and see what happens? Like you did, where you were just like, I think I'm just going to walk in there and release control and, Mm -hmm. you know, trust. And even if, even if it wasn't uh, what you really felt, it started to yield the response that you wanted. Exactly. Um, which perhaps was a change in his behavior, or maybe he was like, Oh, okay, well, I guess I better be trustworthy then. Uh huh. I think that's exactly versus arguing with you about whether or not he was trustworthy and why don't you trust me? And blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, oh, Jesus. I thought it was helpful too, because I kind of felt like I needed to trick myself into trusting, I needed to trick myself into relinquishing, relinquishing control. So that's what I did. And I think it, I don't know. Well, t- I'll let you know. I, I mean, it's it's a shit show no matter what. Coordinating all these families to get up to Elk Lake together, and and I guess I just kind of realized like, what's the worst thing that could happen? That you're going to yeah, be cold. Right it's going to take too long. What's the best thing? Your husband and you come out of this feeling more connected. That was yeah, the goal. It's always about the story that you tell on the way home. Yeah. What was I just talking to you about that? They were telling me. Oh, 
I tell you, I have a client. He, uh, at this point, I see them about once every six months and they got on the other day and I was like, how's it going? And they're like, well, I, 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 uh, we're in different rooms because I just got caught in an avalanche and my oh. leg is broken in six places and I can't oh. move. And I was like, what? Just So of course they tell me the story. He and some of his buddies went north to Canada mm-hmm. and she was like, I don't want to ski. So she went south to Mexico. They weren't even together when he got caught in this avalanche. Oh. <laughs> and, uh. First of all, that's a, a, a like a crazy cool story to hear about somebody surviving an avalanche. Well, yeah, surviving an avalanche, yes. But part of what he was saying was like, I feel bad because I ruined everybody's vacation and I ruined her vacation because she had to come home from Mexico earlier or whatever. And I said, listen, you guys have like the greatest story ever that you can tell for the rest of your life. Sounds to me mm-hmm. like that was a very successful vacation, despite the fact, yeah. of course, that he nearly died. And he did near, like, nearly die. That was insane. Anyway. Hey, I want to tell you about one of my favorite mottos of the year. Uh, and it's so far today. Oh, 2021? Every, year. every, every year. year. Okay. You probably know it. February is the new January. Yeah. So this episode comes out on February. I'm pretty sure you said that last year. I know. We could rewind and go back to like episode 175 it was, and yeah. find it. February is the new January. And today this episode comes out on February 1st. And I do want to talk a little bit about like... Okay, folks, maybe your maybe your um, resolutions they haven't quite fallen through. Laura's got this uh, sort of motto around competition this year. I've got this uh, uh-huh. pursuit of inspiration. Like, what are you what are you doing? Like, let's don't give up. Let's even if it's just inside your relationship. Like, what is your uh, what are you going to do with February? Because uh, here we go. Remember when, what was it? I feel like last year I was sort of like, this is the month of blah, 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 blah. I think that was two years ago where you were like choosing themes of the month. Two years ago? Or maybe three. It was a while ago. Yeah, because I was only able to like hold tension and attention, tension and focus um, for like 30 days. And so I just chose like, okay, for the month of February, it's all going to be about purging. And you're just going to like purge whatever you need to get rid of. I'm kind of in that state as well. Is that where you are right now? Yeah, well, you're hitting the road and this, but... But maybe, have maybe I, for you I right now, it's you, like release control. Maybe February is the, is the month that you release control. <laughs> that needs to be a whole, a whole year. That needs to be like a 10 year focus, a century. Or maybe, or maybe just like a weekend. Maybe you just start with a, a weekend, weekend of see releasing control. Yeah. Mm, the hard part is releasing control and not numbing out from that feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, I, I can release because people, a lot of people choose to release control in the way that they do it is by like becoming intoxicated. And they're mm-hmm. like, okay, like I, I need to let go. And so they, you know, become intoxicated and then they're letting go. But that was, it's like, it's augmented, right? They can't just naturally do it. That is the biggest Nalgene water bottle ever. Yeah. It's 48 ounces. It's like, it's like the double wide version. Double tall. It's huge. Yeah. Double tall. Well, it's a third larger than most Nalgene. So most are 36 or 36. Yeah. This has another, another giant. Anyway. Yeah. I drink two of these a day. Um, the other thing is like, I think again, uh, like it's important to do the right thing. And would you say like you kind of, maybe you numb out, but also not to get bitter about it. Right. If you go into your kitchen and you're like, okay, I'm going to release control. And then you secretly are like, Urgh, mm, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's counterproductive. So I think there is a measure of kind of doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And then feeling good about doing the right thing, not mm-hmm. being like, Oh, I can't believe I did that and let him off the hook. That's another one I hear a lot. Like, why did you let Ryan off the hook yeah. before he had any evidence of like actually stepping up into the space? 
mm-hmm. um, that you needed. Anyway, can I say one more thing about February is the new January? Oh, please. Which I might have said last year. Happy birthday, Amy. Amy, uh, Amy is the one who taught me that February is the new January uh, many, many okay. years ago. And today is her birthday. And I don't think she listens to the podcast, but I just want to say, Amy, you had a profound and positive impact in my life. And I'm grateful for you. And I hope you have a happy birthday. Okay. okay. I like That's it. All. What would be something to chase in your relationship? Like if you were to come up with some kind of a goal, I mean, I'm just kind of like thinking relationally, what would be some things that people could chase in the month of February that would, would improve their relationship or something that they could like focus on for maybe just 30 days or just kickstart something? I mean, I have been thinking about this a lot. I do, I do think, uh, I kind of want this episode to be one that I can point people to and go, okay, go, go listen to this one because this will help you with this thing, which is, um, I think there is something about learning how to ask for what you need. And this comes from two different directions. And one of them is, you've heard me say a million times that criticism, which we know is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse is a, is a bad, is a bad complaint and a, and a complaint is a bad ask. So Mm -hmm. when we find ourselves being critical or even just complaining, can we learn how to make an ask? The other side of that whole thing is I, I hear a lot of people, especially women, talk about not not wanting to ask for what they need because it feels like demand or it feels like nagging or it feels like like they don't want to put too much uh, like pressure on their partner or whatever. And I'm like, well, wait a second. what? Why is that the case? Like, why can't it just be desire? Like, this is a thing that you need. Um, to help you feel. Can I say something about that? Yeah, totally. I, I mean, we've been, um, uh, in school um, now I'm working through trauma. I'm not personally working. Well, sure. I am actually, I mean, everybody, everybody sort of has trauma. We have big trauma. We have chronic trauma, but learning about trauma in school. And a lot of what I'm learning is sort of the beginnings, the precursors to why people might have difficulties asking for what they need. Like, when did they learn along the way? Was it in the relationship where they learned, geez, if I ask for what I need, I don't get what it is. My partner gets defensive. And so I stopped asking. Or is it precursor to the relationship where somewhere along the way, they really just, um, they learned in their family of origin that it's not okay. It's not safe to ask for what you need. Mm -hmm. And so they had to come up with different ways. They had to like have a workaround. Maybe they became sneaky and they got their needs met. Or maybe they became over-functioners. Or or they over-functioned like some people we know. Um, Or maybe they just like stifled it and they never asked for what they need. And then what ended up happening is like it bubbles to the surface and it comes out in like an explosion of complaints and Mm. frustrations and resentment. And they just they don't have the words. So I think that I'm learning that it's not always a function of the relationship. It's sometimes things that happened much earlier on in the stories that we tell ourselves about why we can't have our needs met, or maybe we're not worthy of having our needs met. Yeah. And so it's very difficult to even, you know, fathom or ask yourself, what do I want or what do I need in this moment? Yeah. yeah. That's actually a really good point. Um, and it's actually like surprisingly, uh, I don't think that's how I meant it, but, um, okay. you make plenty of good points often. <laughs> I just hadn't thought of it before. It's like, Oh, that's actually a really good point. Um, yeah, the, yeah, I had, I had, I mean, I'm having, we're running out of things to say, I think, because I'm like, remember how I say this all the time? 
Um, <laughs> but I get on, <laughs> you're just on repeat. I get on, well, that's exactly what I'm about to say, which is sometimes I get on these kicks where I sort of run the same system through like a week of clients or a day of clients, mm-hmm. but I've had actually a yeah. really enjoyable experience this week with clients where let's say she says, I'm mad about this. I'm mad about that. And I'm mad about the other thing. And I'm like, okay, okay. Like, um, what are you asking for? Like, what is it that you're, that you're asking for? And, right. and then she doesn't know, well, he just kind of does right. this and he does that. And I'm like, okay, uh, fine. What are you asking for? And then maybe she'll finally ask for it and she'll go, I just want you to do this. And then he goes, what are you talking about? I already do this. Like I did this last night. Remember last night I did this thing and I'm, and I'm sort of, I've started saying this. I imagine, imagine that you're t- you got a pair of shoes that you don't really like and you take them back to customer service and you're like, Hey, these shoes aren't any good. They are too small and the laces, they, they tore. And the, and besides they, you know, I really didn't expect them to be this color. What's the very first thing okay. that the customer service guy does? Gosh, what a shame. Sure. I'm so sorry. Bummer. And then he says, how can I, how can I help? Uh-huh. How can I make it right? He's, he's waiting for mm-hmm. the question. And she goes, I, maybe she says, I want my money back. Yeah. Maybe she goes, actually, you know, I, maybe I just would like my money back. He, he doesn't go, what are you talking about? You got your money back. I mean, these weren't all that expensive. Like they, you could, you, you don't need your money back. You just go buy another pair. Like he doesn't do that. Right. He says, right. Okay. Well, let me look and see if that's possible. Would a store credit work, you know, or it, but it's it, not directed it, at him. It's, it's directed at the shoes. That's the difference. It is like true. When, but I if, think it's if still, she was complaining about him. Totally. Totally. Then it would make perfect sense that he would get caught up in like, what are you talking about? Like, but what if he didn't? That's the thing. What if he didn't? You know, what if he didn't get upset? He just said, hey, how can I help? What do you need? Yeah. What if he said, hey, okay, sounds like you're really upset and uh, and you need some change. Like, what is it? Mm -hmm. And she says, well, I just need you to just like make eye contact with me. He he could say, what are you talking about? I make eye contact with you all the time. It doesn't change the fact that she wants more eye contact. So he can go, okay, That's well, true. Let, me, let me try to do that. Clearly it's not landing. And now, just like when you walked into the kitchen, he's yeah. just doing the right thing. Even if he's totally just in thinking or feeling something else, but the whole conversation changes. So all I'm talking about is how do we, how do we learn how to ask for what we need? And then also mm-hmm. say yes. Like even just, 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 even if it's just to change the nature of the conversation, I think that'd be an interesting thing to focus on in February. Well, I mean, I th- we've talked about this before too. And and this was, this quite honestly was, I, t- I tell the story of like 2015 was my year of yes. That was, or maybe it was 2014. Mm, 2014 was my year of yes. 15? Because I, or, I think it was You were still a teenager in 2015. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I was. No, um, yes, I was. I think it was that after was my that because yes. 2017 was a year of wow for us. And wasn't the year of yes, like right around there? Yeah. Well, I know that it was the year of yes because I got pregnant. Oh, That's gotcha. how I there know it was go. the year yeah, of yes. So there was, was a lot of yesing in my household that, that year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but that was me just simply learning. And I, and I have to constantly keep my eyes focused on this is always going to be a struggle for me. And my husband never points it out. He never says things like, Hey, you're having a hard time in, in like accepting influence. Can you just say yes for once? Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't recognize it because it has been a part of who I am. Everything is a struggle. If he says, you know, just like you say that you're defensive, I have a hard time hearing him say, Hey, 
I was thinking maybe we should go out first for like Japanese food tonight. And I would be like, oh, you know what? Actually, I had Japanese like a week ago and I was really craving Thai rather than just being like, oh, you're interested in Japanese. I'm sure I could find something that I enjoy at that restaurant. Let's do it. That sounds like a great idea. I always have an alternative suggestion. Like it has to be my idea. Hmm. And so in 2014, I just decided if he comes up with an idea, I'm going to entertain the idea. I'm not just going to like lay over and say like, whatever you want. Uh, We have a lot of conversation right now around, it's a tough conversation too, around what are we doing to care for now his mom, who is, I mean, her, her significant other, her spouse is now in memory care. And so we are going to eventually be caretakers for her. She's very independent, but we're talking about building a home. We're talking about adding on to our existing home. We're talking about buying a multifamily. I mean, there are so many options and I am constantly practicing the art of just being like, Hey, that's an interesting idea. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about that. And I love that you have this phrase that you say, which has really helped me. And I find myself using it on repeat. And it's, if you find yourself getting defensive or having some kind of a defensive response, you don't have enough information. Mm. And I love, love, love that. Was that originally you or did you learn that from somebody smart? I'm pretty sure I invented it. Actually, I don't really know because it doesn't, uh, that's not exactly what I would say, but I think people (laughs) who are really good at being defensive, they they need to pause and get more information, right? So something Mm -hmm. about that. Yeah, I come up with that. Sure, that's mine. That was you. I'll make, um, I'll make and, a and clever so meme think, out of it and put it on the Instagram. The Instagram. I think that's a good idea. Okay. So I have just sort of said to myself, hey, if you're having a hard time saying yes to something, it's probably because you don't have enough information. Mm-hmm. And there's no harm in gathering more information. There's mm-hmm. no harm in just saying, hey, you know what? Before I offer my thoughts, my opinions, my rebuttal, I'm going to pause and I'm just going to say something along the lines of like, Oh, like, mm, that's an interesting concept. Why don't you like, tell me more about that. If we could get in the habit of doing that, holy moly, would be. Yeah, because it doesn't mean you're saying at that point. Yeah, totally. Let's buy, let's put an offer on that two bedroom, on that uh, multifamily home. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, okay, let's try it out for size. Um, Mm -hmm. Gosh, that's interesting. Tell me more about that. Like, I, hmm, okay. Give me more thoughts on that. Yeah. uh, I have so many like weird, like weird, like threads that I want to pull on around this asking for what you need piece. But here's the other part that I think is that this is my other metaphor that I've been using, which is you have to learn how to ask in the way that's going to work the best for your partner. And so right. I'm talking to people and maybe they have three kids. And I'm like, if you guys sit down for dinner and you're having Brussels sprouts, kind of the classic vegetable, nobody wants to eat the classic, you know, that is not true. Brussels it is the classic, hot, it is the hot, classic hot, like, sort of like it's, it's the, it's yucky. the cliche vegetable people don't want to eat. I think they're amazing. But, um, yeah, you know, if you have three children, you, you're going to try and get one of them to eat by just asking nicely. The other one you're going to use reverse psychology on. And the other one you're going to have some kind of like consequence, um, right. Or reinforcement. You get your video game if you eat your vegetables or you, you know, you yeah. don't, if you don't, it, we get this inherently uh, if if we have been in these in these experiences where you kind of it doesn't the same ask doesn't work for this for all the time 100% of the time so you yeah. have to learn how to ask in the way that they can receive speaking of which amy whose birthday it is i met her when i was a fundraiser for uh in before i was in in a therapist and she was yeah. a, a donor and she actually is the one who taught me about how you have to learn how to ask for money in the way that your donor wants to be asked for money Um, and so for me as a therapist, I was like, that's brilliant. Particularly like when it comes to say sex, right? Like, I don't want to ask you for sex because I always get rejected. I'm like, maybe you're asking in the wrong way. 
And if you need to ask at 8 a.m. with a text, uh-huh. you know, that says, how about tonight at nine versus at 8.59 p.m., you know, with a booty dance or have something, I, you know, like side note, have I told you, have I told you um, how I like mastered the art of asking for sex? You have not told me this. I, no. Oh, I, um, I screenshotted a video. Like you can actually like, like take a video of your screen, but basically starting at like, I don't know, 1130 AM, I start sending my husband like an emoji and it's like one emoji every minute for the next 20 minutes. And it's every sexy emoji I could find, you know, (laughs) like your air thrusting and then it's like a eggplant. And then it's like a, a a lady, you know, like getting hit in the face with hot dogs and just like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking this has got to be kind of humorous and he can't. Uh, focus, I'm sure during work when every minute he gets some kind of sexy emoji. And then uh, anyway, so I I did that. And it, I've discovered like that is the way to initiate sex with my husband is just start sending him sexy emoji one after the other. And eventually he's going to say yes to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Right. I found the way to ask. The ask is I nailed it. Yeah. So to speak. But that was it. That was your story. Uh, I think so. No, it's just, I mean, again, I think what if we're sort of started with this idea of like, what, what could you do in February? And maybe February is really learning how to turn your complaint into an ask, how to turn your demand into desire, how to ask creatively and directly artistically so that you can like understand your audience, I guess. I mean, I think there's, and it doesn't have to be February. It could be anytime, but I think part of what we need to do to crack the code is is just treat each other with some kind of like uh, customer service style respect, <laughs> right? Like, how can I support you? How yeah. can I? What do you need? Yeah. I mean, again, what do we? What do you need? How can I make this better? Mm. I um, I I've gotten better at this, but I used to like not know how to talk to people, customer service people. So the way that we got stuff done was I would send Rebecca to the counter. I'd be like, hey, can you go up there and just take care of this? Because she would yeah. get it, right? Because she'd yeah. be like, hey, how are you? And how's your day going? I bet this this must be really hard to talk to people all the time who are upset. Yeah, you know. So listen, this these shoes, these shoes, like I know we've had them for a while, but they're just not working out. You know, she ends up with like three new pair of shoes, and here I got these pair that (laughs) you know. And why don't you come like hang out with us? We can't take (laughs) these back to the manufacturer. Why don't you take this pair while you're at it too, Rebecca? So, but um, I, I appreciate that type of customer service. You know that Zach and I are huge fans of getting support, and that is why we have partnered with BetterHelp to put you in contact with licensed professional counselors in your area. Tap into the world's largest network of licensed, accredited, and experienced counselors who can help you with a range of issues, including depression, anxiety, trauma, grief, relationships, and more. With BetterHelp's counselors, you get the same professionalism and quality that you would expect from an in-office counselor. With the ability to communicate when and how you want, whether it be messaging, through the phone, or video conferencing. The matching process is quick but thorough. Look, I know that a lot of therapists are booked out and difficult to get into, but don't let that stop you from getting the support that you need. The cost is less than half of what Zach and I charge, which is kind of unheard of. And when you register with BetterHelp, you are supporting Marriage Therapy Radio. Go to trybetterhelp.com MTR. So it's trybetterhelp.com forward slash MTR to register with BetterHelp. T-R-Y-B-E-T-T-E-R 
help, H-E-L-P.com forward slash MTR, and you receive a special discount as a Marriage Therapy Radio listener. Okay, I just wanted to run this by you because this has been kind of floating around in my head. It's on the same lines. Is this, um, I don't remember who we heard it from, but if in my case, the thing that I would strive for is giving up control okay. That's and, and yielding to my partner. Okay. Um, and so if there's something that I want done, I've been, and I don't know where I learned this is help my partner to understand what, what the end result of the desire of like the feeling might be. So I say something to my husband, okay. like, good morning, it's Saturday morning. And I tell him, you know what, honey, I've been feeling like really overwhelmed. And I think what I'm chasing today is just a real sense of peace. And I was hoping that, and I, and I think the way to find that peace is for, um, the house to be really tidy and clean Mm. probably by, you know, like midday. So I can really just sort of enjoy and relax the rest of my day. So that's, I give them sort of like the broad strokes of the end result. I want to feel at peace. And I think the way to feel at peace is for the home to be clean and tidy. I don't tell them how I want it done. Yeah. And this is the piece that I think. Or that it's, or, or, or that having the house clean is the right thing to do. Right. Mm. And what I mean by that is, uh, sorry, because I know I've used that phrase earlier on, but like, why don't you clean the house? Of course we're supposed to clean the house. The house needs to be clean every day. Like, because that's like how your house was, or that's how you think. But it's, but the reality Mm -hmm. is if it's, Hey, when the house is clean, I'm calmer and I'm more available emotionally and yeah. more fun to be around. So if we want that, here's a way that we can get that. Like, I think that's, yeah. Um, but we get into these fits about like, I mean, the classic one that we always use is sort of how to load the dishwasher. I'm like, are you serious? Like, yeah. there's not a, a, I got in a fight with a client today. I said, by the way, there's no right way to load the dishwasher. And she took me on in, in the room. I was like, you serious right now? Like, I'm sorry. Like this is a waste she was, of your time. She was certain that there was the right way. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, don't get me started." Because if you put the thing in, and I'm like, it "Doesn't matter." It, it, somehow they're going to get washed. Consequences are not high enough. <laughs> like, you know, mm, I'm a classic dishwasher shover. I know it's it doesn't seem characteristic. So I guess I'm kind of wondering, like, do you think that that would be? This is me sort of playing around with the idea of like giving up control is broad strokes helping help me. Uh, helping my partner to help me, honey, I really want to feel at peace. I think the way I would feel at peace is to have the home clean and tidy. Totally. I don't care how we get there. Um, but I'm wondering if you'd be on board with helping me feel more at peace. And then I leave the, how it gets done up to him. And it, it, you know, he might say something like, okay, so we're going to hang out. We're going to watch a movie until 930, 10 o'clock. And then we're going to have like a 30 minute cleanup. But we're going to take a break. Then we're going to come back. We're going to do a 30 minute cleaner. Then we're going to take a break. Totally. And I just have to be OK with relinquishing that control. But that's kind of something that I'm playing around with is helping him to help me by giving him the end mm-hmm. and and allowing the uh, process to not be micromanaged by me. That's a real struggle. That's where I would say, like, it's OK to want what you want. And you have to differentiate between desire and demand. Desire and demand. Yeah. You got like, your two D's in there. Look at that. Yeah, totally. I use that forever. But, you know, and alternatively, by the way, with all due respect to your uh, hot dogs getting hit in the face emoji <laughs> strategy. I'm going to text um, it to you right now. <laughs> the uh, There's a pretty stereotypical understanding of the idea that men who do uh, chores have more sex. Mm-hmm. And it's based on the premise of... When she can learn how to say, hey, by the way, 
when I come into the bedroom without a laundry list of things, like maybe literally laundry is on it or the dishwasher or, you know, the roof that you haven't cleaned off. When I come into the bedroom and that list isn't long or that list is shorter Mm -hmm. and you've helped with that, that's sexy. That's actually foreplay, you know? So I think, again, it's sort of, you know, trying to get, because, you know, the worst case scenario there is, well, you never say yes to sex. Well, you never clean the dishwasher. Well, you never do da da. Well, you, and now we're driving it in the wrong direction. And maybe we just need to do the right thing, even if it doesn't feel like we want to, or it's not mm-hmm. not a convenient time for us. You know, mm-hmm. um, man. So, I don't know, if I was trying to unlock anything for anybody in the in in the new year, which begins with February, because February is the new January. That's right. Um, that's it. It's a conversation around how do you you know take this uh, sort of tendency toward, you know, wanting what you want and turning it into an effective strategy for drawing nearer to one another. Okay. I like it. I hope yeah. it was helpful. I hope you feel like you can recommend this episode to someone who you're like, how do I do? We'll what- find out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. It's always surprising which episodes are really helpful. Um, well, I have this, uh, I have these clients now they come in and, uh, they sort of regularly start comment. with last week's episode. Uh-huh. By the way, they wanted me to tell you specifically, they wanted me to tell you this. She said, what did she say exactly? She said, I, I think Laura's going to run that marathon. I think she's going to do it. I have, a, I have faith in her. I think I'm, I'm rooting for her. Like I'm, uh, you know, uh, so really? tell, her that, tell her we got her back, that we hope she runs the marathon and that we're rooting for. So I was wow. like, I'll tell her. Yeah. Wow. I even Good. told my coach, um, this is really fun, by the way. It's the first time I've ever had a coach. And I think the overwhelming response that I keep getting from people is that I um, don't work hard enough and that I'm lazy and that I, I'm uh, destined oh, pish for more. posh. No, 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 no. When it comes to like running, uh, they are like, hey, uh, we know what you look like and your body is made for exercise. And we're really like kind of surprised that you're going so slow. <laughs> They're like, I think you could be in a little more discomfort. So I'm actually, I'm working on playing with, with discomfort. Um, and mm. that's, a, that could be like a whole nother episode, right. Of just like yeah, getting comfortable in totally. the, in the discomfort. So yeah. that's something that I'm trying to figure out is like, where's the tolerance for my discomfort when it comes yeah. to exercise and running. Right on. That sounds okay. Cool. Hey, let's land this plane or else we could just like keep going. Yeah. You got All right. it. Let's land See you it. Later. February is the new January. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. February is the new January. I'm kind of curious. I mean, if you want to share with us, um, just as like a way for you to put to paper, what is the thing that I'm chasing this month? Is it individual? Is it relationship based? Is it something from the past that you're bringing back up and you're saying, I need a a little tune up. This is something that I constantly am struggling with and I really want to focus on it. But I'm just wondering what is going to be the thing that you chase this month? A fresh start. Um, Thanks so much for all of your time and your attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.